Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing continuing to look at our examination of the parables of Jesus. And we're in Matthew 24, 32. In the previous episode, we saw a parable that the Lord gave concerning the fig tree. And he's given this parable to give them insight into when he's going to return again. Remember what the question was at the beginning of the 24th chapter. They ask him, when will these, these things occur? And what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? So let me go back and read 32 through 36 where we can hear that parable. Then we'll press on. Jesus says this. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near right at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So the Lord is telling them in the same way that you look at a fig tree and you can discern that summer's about to come. Okay, because it's starting to get warm. You see the branch becomes tender. You see leaves are coming forth. You know the season is changing. When you see that, you can know that he's right at the door. And he says, so much so at the door that the generation that sees that thing, the generation that sees that, that uh, they will see all this come to fruition. And he's telling them, hey, heaven and earth are going to pass away. He's also told them, and he tells later that a new heaven and a new earth are coming in the scripture. We see that. But he says, my words will not pass away. So he's saying, what I'm telling you here is true. Now, Jesus continues. The very next word in verse 36 is the word, but. Okay, but. And we've learned how powerful that is. So he just tells them this truth. But now he says, but of that day and hour, no one knows. Well, what day or hour? Well, the day of hour that he was just talking about just previously that he was given the example of the fig tree when the son of man will appear in the sky, when he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet and gather together his elect of that day, the great day. And so he's saying, no one knows the day nor the hour. No one knows this, not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but the father alone. So Jesus is telling us what he knew. He says, I don't know the day or hour that. The Father alone knows when that's going to occur. And that actually gives us some interesting insight uh, to Jesus. We've already encountered several things like this of his humanity and his godness. You know, he was totally God and totally man. But uh, I think it's Philippians it tells us that he had set aside certain things, yet he's still totally both. But he doesn't know. He says only the Father knows. And it shows us that there is, um, is, is the word distinction a good word? <laughs> Between the Father and Son. It's a major hit, hint of the triune nature of God as Father, Son, and Spirit. But Jesus continues on. He gives us more insight into this. Listen to this, verse 37. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. Now, 
get the big picture here. He gave them a parable of the fig tree to where they would understand about the coming of the Son of Man. Now he's given more insight based upon a historical account. Because he says, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. Now that's a simple phrase, right? But what does that reveal? I've talked about this several times before in various portions of the scripture, but these are big things here that we must pay attention to. Jesus says the coming of the Son of Man, and he's, that's him, speaking of himself, will be just like the days of Noah. He believed in a literal Noah. He believed in the literal days of Noah. And you say, well, that, why is that such a big deal? <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of portion of the body of Christ you gather in. Because there's huge portions of the professing body that do not believe in Noah. They believe that it's just a story, an account to communicate certain truths, but they don't believe that it was actually a historical event. Okay? They don't believe that the Lord came through a man and did everything that you see about Noah in Genesis 6 through 9. But here, Jesus confirms it. Even in detail, look what he says in verse 38. Uh, let me start 37 again. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. Let me just finish that sentence. It's verse 39. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away so that the coming, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. So Jesus ties the coming of the Son of Man in with the days of Noah. He says in the same way that they didn't understand, that they just carried on life. He says in the days before the flood they were eating. They were drinking. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with eating. Nothing wrong with drinking. They were marrying and giving in marriage. Nothing wrong with marriage until the days that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand. And you say, well, maybe they didn't know. Maybe nobody was telling them, oh, no, 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 no. We know from other portions of the scripture that Noah spoke to them, that he preached to them. They heard the fact that the Lord was displeased and that he was about to judge with a flood. They did not understand. They did not listen. The flood comes and the flood takes them away. Then he says, as so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, this verse right here really gets twisted and really gets perverted by men trying to substantiate uh, their understanding, their thoughts, trying to support their thoughts of the end-time scenarios and how things will occur. Uh, they actually flip it around to mean the right opposite of what it actually means. This passage and the next verse, verse 40, which we'll look at in the next episode. So let me just forewarn you, if you wind up reading this and you read a certain footnote in the Bible and then you read a certain uh, a commentary, or somebody's thoughts, or you listen to a teaching or to a preaching, you're going to find uh, desperate positions on this, <laughs> disparate and desperate both, <laughs> because uh, they, they're grasping at straws with some things right here. Jesus is being very forthright. What's his point right here? His, his point is that the Son of Man is coming, and there's going to be signs, 
But people are not going to pay attention to the signs. They're going to eat. They're going to drink. They're going to marry. They're going to carry on life just like they did. And they're not going to understand. They're going to have people telling them the truth. They are going to have divine beings telling them the truth. There's going to be angels telling them the truth. And yet they will not listen. They will not give heed. They will not understand. He says, so will the Son of Man. Coming to the Son of Man. So does that mean that we don't have a role and responsibility to speak forth the truth? Oh, no, 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 no. It means right opposite. It means that we need to do so even more boldly with more power of the Spirit to let folks know that as in the day of Noah, judgment came in the flood, that there are days coming when judgment is coming. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.